In talking about writing, Mark Twain said, the difference between the almost right word and the right word is the difference between the lightning bug and the lightning. Suzanne Sturgeon lives on a farm in Owen County, Indiana, with her husband, Mike Tracy. She is a member of the Free Range Poets, a local poetry group that published the book At Our Windows in 2009. Suzanne is an attorney in private practice in Bloomington, Indiana. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Dorsey. Suzanne, what poems have you brought for us today? Fault Line. Joan and I see them at the fair, young men with hands in the back pockets of their girlfriend's jeans, young women glued to the sides of their young men. She asks, why are these people entwined all the time? The New Madrid Fault runs through the eastern edge of Owen County, I say. This causes people to be in love continually because at any moment the earth might open up and reveal an underground river with blind fish. Everyone would be consumed, but they would be together. No one wants to be swallowed alone. To the unnamed deer I met on Sales Street last night. When you jumped across the hood of my car, you flew like a reindeer. Athletic, graceful, you disappeared over the fence into the cornfield before I could exhale. You didn't even scratch my car, but I thought you had because I heard something hit. When I got home, I saw that you'd shat midair on my windshield. But it's okay because it all happened so quickly. I might have done the same. Not a good year for morels. And this was a poem that I wrote last year for 2013. We hunt mushrooms every spring using the map with the X's our brother drew on it when he was dying. The map shows where he found them. Wet enough, my sister says, but has it been warm enough? Through foot-tall grasses in the pasture, dew soaks our jeans halfway to the knees. We skirt the pond where we scare the frogs to leaps and splashes. Don't you think we ought to try that slope near the road, I say? Up the hill, slick with water from an underground spring, red clay soil covered with wild strawberry plants. Past a patch of pawpaw trees on the right, maples on the left. You can't walk in the multiflora rose, she says. Jack in the pulpit, white violets, toothwort. The wind picks up in the treetops. The smell of mud, a thrush calls. We walk due west on a deer trail. Here's an orange fungus on a stick. A good sign, I say. The yellow spotted legs of a box turtle protrude from under fern fronds. At the bottom of the hill, we turn left to where we should find the mushrooms. I found some here last year, she says. Clumps of may apples, umbrellas open, last year's decaying leaves, deceptive shapes, lacking the flash of light flesh of the morel's stem. I need to find one to get my mushroom eyes, I say. Two hours pass. She finds the first. I find the second. Another hour passes. The sky turns dark, and it begins to mist. We're either too early or too late, she says. An exercise in stubbornness, I say. Thank you, Dr. Spock, for writing the common-sense book of baby and child care that saved me from being toilet-trained on an early specific date. Some say you propagated permissiveness and expectations of instant gratification in children, but I say we loved it. If not now, when? Now is the moment to eat the peach, listen to cicadas, feel your grandchild's cheek, lace flowers in your hair, and smell the cherry pie as you lift it from the oven. 
You protested when our generation was sent to Vietnam after the excellent care our parents gave us. It's just too bad you're not still with us to write the common sense book of how to end the party. Heavy rains. Heavy rains fill the pond that sneaks over the spillway. Bluegill minnows, buoyed by the mirage of a stream, flow with water into rivulets 200 yards across the pastures to the creek. But as the rains let up, most find themselves in grass, thrashing, bending head to tail, in search of ebb streamlets. Next evening, shiner bodies litter the fields, reflecting the pink sunset, dehydrated silver foils, each with a black eye skyward. Widow Abbott's house is gone. I'm almost home when I see a red tongue lick upward, taller than her house. Pine trees explode as if matches struck, and black coils fly northeast across the sky. Fire trucks come, shooting fans of water 40 feet into the air. But her house is gone, except for a brick chimney, the only part of the rubble that isn't belching smoke. After her husband died six years ago, she stayed because she was too old to move. Her daughters wanted her to sell and go to town. Now she will. If there's an odor for the end, it's smoke. I drive past the white-skinned sycamores to my house. On the porch, I can smell her bed and dresser float by. You've been listening to the poems of Suzanne Sturgeon on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rabinus-Dorsey.